From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, temperatures continue to plummet in the nation, causing flight cancellations as sub-zero conditions are forecast until Thursday. A fire at a fisheries market in Sochon burns down over 200 shops without casualties. And former chief U.S. negotiator on North Korea issues Robert Gallucci cautions against downplaying the regime's latest provocations and warns that a nuclear war in the region is not out of the question. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The cold wave that struck the nation on Monday persisted into Tuesday as temperatures dropped even further. The conditions, which grounded flights across the country, are forecast to last until Thursday. Daniel Che brings us the latest. The Korean Meteorological Administration reported that Tuesday morning lows as cold as minus 15 degrees Celsius will give way to daytime highs of some 4 degrees lower than Mondays and minus 9 to 1 above with minus 7 degrees forecast for Seoul. The cold front also brought snowfall with as much as 50 centimeters expected on Jeju Island until Wednesday, while the western provinces were likely to receive 5 to 15 centimeters in certain areas. The accumulation resulted in the cancellation of 122 flights, according to the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters, including 76 in Jeju and 24 at Kimpo Airport. The adverse conditions also affected seafaring travelers, with 93 vessels unable to set sail on 71 routes, while numerous roads and hiking trails were closed. There were also 50 reports of frozen water meters, including 26 in Seoul and 21 in Incheon, all of which have been repaired. The frigid conditions are expected to continue into Wednesday and Thursday before beginning to let up on Friday. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. A fire broke out at a large marine products market in Sochon, South Chungcheong Province late Monday, burning down 227 shops without casualties. According to fire authorities, the blaze began at around 11.08 p.m. Monday, prompting the mobilization of 361 firefighters and 45 firefighting apparatuses, with major flames under control two hours later. The fire was completely extinguished by 7.55 a.m. Tuesday. Just before midnight, Suchung County officials sent out text notifications to county residents, warning them to evacuate the premises due to a poisonous gas leak near the market. With an investigation into the cause of the fire and scope of property damage underway, Interior Minister Lee Sang-min vowed to consider a special subsidy tax for the region to assist with a swift recovery. President Yoon Suk-yeol and People Power Party Chairman Han Dong-hoon met at the site of the Suchun fire amid reports of a rift between the two sides. Yoon and Han together inspected the area of the fire on Tuesday that claimed 227 shops after breaking out at a large marine products market in the central county of Sochon. President Yoon did not have an official schedule for the day, but decided to tour the site after receiving reports of the damage, while Han made adjustments to his schedule and arrived at the scene around the same time. The meeting comes just two days after reports that the top office had ordered the PPP chief to step down from his post only to be rebuffed. Main Opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung has criticized President Yoon Suk-yeol for intervening in the affairs of one party with an eye for the general elections after the top office demanded the leader of the ruling People Power Party to step down Sunday. 
The DP chair issued the criticism on Monday in a meeting with reporters at the National Assembly when asked to comment on the presidential office's instruction that PPP interim leader Han Dong-hoon resign. He said that political party activities and elections should remain distinct from the duties of public officials, but there are, unfortunately, identifiable problems such as intervention in election buildup as well as violations of the obligation to remain politically neutral. In his opening remarks for the party's Supreme Council meeting earlier on Monday, the DP chair said that the government and the ruling party should prioritize the people's livelihoods first instead of establishing factions supportive of either the president or party chair. He then proposed that the ruling and opposition parties swiftly pass legislation closely linked to the people's livelihoods, noting that there are over 120 bills pursued by both of the rival parties. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Robert Gallucci, a former U.S. negotiator on North Korean nuclear issues, has warned that a nuclear war in the region is not entirely out of the question and that downplaying the North's latest provocations and rhetoric may lead to catastrophe. He shared his thoughts on the matter and what response measures he believes Washington should take when he spoke with KBS World Radio's Korea 24. Our Yoon So-hyang has more. Former U.S. nuclear negotiator Robert Gallucci says he believes the isolationist North Korea may be considering taking drastic action, which may lead to a nuclear war in the region within the year, despite the U.S. assertions that they can deter such catastrophe. They may have in their, in their minds that they can deter uh, an American response to an aggressive behavior by the North. That would be a miscalculation. That would be a mistake. And it could be a catastrophic one for all parties. So I issued that stark warning uh, because I'd like us all to work to avoid miscalculation. By stark warning, Gallucci was referring to a piece he recently wrote for the National Interest in which he said the thought should be entertained that a nuclear war could break out in Northeast Asia this year. Gallucci was speaking in an interview with KBS World Radio's Korea 24 regarding Pyongyang's complete disinterest in engaging with Washington while forging stronger ties with Beijing and Moscow. On the North's designation of South Korea as an enemy, Gallucci, who serves as distinguished professor in the practice of diplomacy at Georgetown University, said the move is new and troubling. In his speech at the rubber stamp Supreme People's Assembly, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said earlier this month that unification with the South is no longer possible and that the Constitution should be changed to designate it the principal enemy. Gallucci said he is worried that the North will have the misperception that they can succeed in nuclear blackmail and can deter an American response to Pyongyang's aggressive behavior. Experts have recently expressed concern over North Korea's escalating aggressions and rhetoric, saying that recent remarks by the North's leader may be more than bluster. They've repeatedly warned that the U.S. and its allies should take heed and act accordingly. North Korea also touted a successful test of a solid-fuel intermediate-range ballistic missile earlier this month, carrying a hypersonic warhead the previous day as part of regular activities to develop powerful weapon systems. Gallucci said the North shouldn't be testing the deterrent posture of the U.S. as well as Washington's ability to extend the deterrence to South Korea and Japan. The United States uh, extends deterrence to South Korea and to Japan. We value their non-nuclear weapon status. Uh, And we're serious about that extended deterrence. 
So we want the North Koreans to understand that we will not be intimidated, and nor will our, nor will our allies. Uh, and it's important not to test that, because that can lead to a catastrophe. The ambassador said he believes Washington must leave absolutely no ambiguity in the minds of the leaders in Pyongyang about the clarity and strength of its alliance with South Korea and Japan, and to be clear about its willingness to engage with the North when Pyongyang decides it will be in their interests. Yoon Soo Hyung, KBS World Radio News. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 14.26 points, or 0.58 percent, on Tuesday to close the day at 2,478.61. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 0.42 points, or 0.05 percent, to close at 840.11. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 5.51 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,333.41. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.